Dave Fanning on 2FM. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Dave is alleging a conspiracy. I am indeed. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder will Ecuador? Oh, sorry. Okay, lose. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the first match of the World Cup kicks off at four o'clock this afternoon, and despite the controversy, millions of people around the world are going to be sitting down to watch it at home. Football on the telly will be nothing without the weird poetry of the commentary. That's what I want to look at today. It's given us some seminal moments over the years. Owen Sweeney, who's laughing there manically, stupidly, um, Thanks, is. Joins me to have a look at. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Back off. Just <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, as you said, the wonderful poetry of comedy or, or commentary <laughs> in, in comedy. The comedy to be found in the wonderful poetry. Is this of, World Cup just? This is just World Cup because otherwise we'd be here man forever. For going through the archives. Brilliant. Well, this is now some of these. You know, the sound quality is a bit kind of up and down and all this. But so don't blame me because you know the, the certain broadcasters haven't exactly foregrounded a lot of these pieces where they're perhaps less than kind of complementary to the the. the people that involve CV, collective CV. But let's go back 60 years. I decided to keep it to the World Cup, needless to say, it starts today, as you say. We're going to go back to 1962 first. In fact, this technically isn't a piece of... This is, this is David Coleman, the the, the the seminal broadcaster of the BBC. He did all yeah. the weekend stuff back in the day in athletics and all that. Very sonorous voice here. Um, he's reporting from Santiago. So famous that Private Eye had a special thing every week called Coleman Balls. Coleman Balls, exactly. Yeah. And which which then, you know, gave rise to any sort of, um, 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 I suppose, misspeaking of commentators in particularly in football um in 1962, the World Cup was in Chile. On the 2nd of June 1962, the hosts played um, Italy in Santiago in a match that became known as the Battle of Santiago. Now, we'll hear a little bit from the match itself, I think, perhaps later on. But David Coleman, because it was, you know, pre-internet and pre-satellite broadcasting and all that good stuff, sent a report home and he introduces it in such a BBC way, but in such a way that made you just absolutely compelled to watch the match itself. And he hated every second of it, but it's just, it, just listen to it. It's fantastic stuff. Good evening. The game you're about to see is the most stupid, appalling, disgusting and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game. Chile versus Italy. This is the first time the two countries have met. We hope it will be the last. The national motto of Chile reads, by reason or by force. Today, the Chileans were prepared to be reasonable. The Italians only use force. And the result was a disaster for the World Cup. Now, if the World Cup is going to survive in its present form, something's got to be done about teams that play like this. Indeed, after seeing the film tonight, you at home may well think that teams that play in this manner ought to be expelled immediately from the competition. Let's <laughs> see what you think. <laughs> and, and, and write 50 lines, I must not kick the other team 10 times. It's Graham Chapman, as you say, or John Cleese is a schoolmaster. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's total public school. Um, that's 60 years ago now. That's 60, 60 years ago. Plus, years ago. So I, I, on 62, I, yeah. I've done a little montage, but I think we should finish the, the, today's segment well, with that. We, just we'll as a little tease. We'll come back to the Battle of Santiago. It's just And of course, Italy stuff. aren't in this World Cup. And there's a generation growing up now who have never seen Italy play a World Cup. They're coming of age having not seen them in the, this World Cup or the last they one. They weren't in the last one. They weren't in the last one either. And they won and, the European Championships the, in between won, time. And they won yeah. the Euros. Yeah, they weren't in the last World Cup yeah, either. That's right, I forgot that, yeah. Uh, right. Another another team that is not at the World Cup but but uh, used to be at all of them when I was a youngster uh, is Scotland and yeah. never got out of the first round, famously. Archie. 
Archie Gemmell. <laughs> this has gone down in history. It's it's a brilliant goal. That's beside the point. Um, it is enshrined, I suppose, in popular culture as well. In train spotting, Irvin Welch's train spotting, Danny Boyle's train spotting oh, the really? film. Yeah. Haven't felt this good, you know, after a certain yeah. uh, incident uh, since Archie Gemmell scored from Scotland in 1978. Scotland needed to win, I think, four one by three goals or whatever. They're playing the Netherlands, who ended up being runners up and were previous runners up in in, in 1974. Um, but Archie Gemmell scores a brilliant individual goal, and you think this is great. His parents are watching home. His family and friends are watching him and the commentator who I think might be David Coleman again calls him a hard little professional <laughs> which is the, the most complimentary thing you can okay, say. 1978 Scotland Archie Gemmell World Cup. There's an argument going on with the referee between uh, Rio and the referee just wants to get on with it. Gemmell. Good play by Gemmell and again. 3-1! Brilliant individual goal by this hard little professional has put Scotland <laughs> in dreamland. The miracle is beginning to happen. They need one more to qualify. Three uh, one, and of course they didn't get it. No, yeah, three two had finished up. Um, Johnny Rep scored for the Dutch uh, four Johnny minutes Rep. later. There was a band from Cork about four or five years ago and had a single. Was that the name of the band, the name of their single? Johnny oh, I can't, Rep. I can't remember. Fantastic. Yeah. That was the 11th of June, 1978, anyway. fact fans. Yeah. Will we okay. skip forward to 1982? Why not? Let's go to the Asturias. Uh, and this is a very, very famous match. It's a changed history, in fact. Um, this is known as the Disgrace of Gihon or Gihon. Yeah. Um, what is it? This was West Germany against Austria. Do you remember? It's He's, not the goalkeeper. No, it's, who, no, who, that, who, that was that was who, uh, who absolutely polaxed one of the guys. And Harold never Schumacher. Even, yeah, and never even got a card. Patrick Battiston. Really? For oh France in God. the semi final. Okay, let's see if we can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll raise you a centre forward. Okay, go on. 25th of June, 1982. It's the last game in, in Group 2. Algeria had beaten West Germany. It was West Germany, of course, in those yeah. days. In the first game, Algeria were going to go through. Algeria and Chile played their final game in the group the day before. Algeria just needed Austria to, well, win or not lose by you know more than three goals. Oh, sorry, Austria didn't uh, all get three. I'm turning to George Hamilton now. If West Germany won, Algeria were in trouble, basically. Mm. And if West Germany won by less than three goals... Austria and West Germany would go through. West Germany scored after 20 minutes. Both teams stopped playing effectively. Kicked the ball around. I think I remember Ireland doing that once. For, for 70 minutes. Well, that's probably for the, that might be for different reasons. Did we do that yeah. once? Yeah, I think so, yeah. No, but this, this, so basically, Austria and West Germany conspired on the pitch that both teams would go through. Algeria never got a chance. What happened? The rules changed that now and from 1986 on, the final group games were played at the same, at the same time, time yeah. because both teams knew exactly, they knew what, exactly was what was required because don't the, lose and you're in the previous yeah. game had yeah, happened the day before so, so this stupid. is called The Disgrace, Disgrace of Guillaume that's okay, it that's let's it. try it then. this is the BBC goes. right Germans. This crowd disgusted. 
that West Germany could come here and win so gently, so easily, in a counter, allowed to by an Austrian side who never got into anything approaching second gear, let alone top gear. Austria never set out to win this game at all. They knew that one nothing by West Germany would ensure that both of them go through to the second stage. Uh, he's okay. not happy, is he? No, he really is not. Second gear, not even top gear. Definitely not top gear. So okay. that, that changed the rules. A very plummy commentary there as yeah. well. He, yeah. it, fair play to him. He went through a whole minute and 10 seconds there without mentioning the war. Right, indeed. Which is probably a record for the BBC. <laughs> and then the Germans win. Yeah. <laughs> what was it Gary Lineker said? Yeah, two teams running around playing, kicking a ball and then yeah. the Germans win on penalties. Yeah. yeah. We'll get yeah. to that in a yeah. second. Um, 1986. Well, I think this the, is well accepted. Do you see the 1986? Do you see the, what do you call it, the, the ball in that game, uh, supposedly? It sold for something like a million this week. The and, ball in yeah, the England-Argentina game? To, no, yeah, I'm talking the about of, the, the, the hand the, of God ball. The hand of God ball, yeah. <laughs> because they, and like, they really did see, kind of play with the same ball all the time. They never threw on different ones. We, we were talking about this yesterday, myself. myself. Like, mm. you know, the, this World Cup is happening in 28 days, effectively. 29 if you count yeah. today, but that's just a late schedule change yeah. to suit the hosts. Uh, same as 1982 but there was 24 teams in 1982 yeah there's 32 this yeah, time as you were and, saying and yeah. going over this thing you know the, the, the Argentina-England which is relevant to this clip here that rivalry was meant to have started in 1966 where Argentina alleged that you know the German West German referee who, who refereed the Argentina-England game was biased in favour of England sent off the captain Ratin after 20 minutes um, there were no substitutes in those days no, so well, all he, these things he, he sent off like. the captain Ratin after 20 minutes and after 28 minutes he finally went off yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what happened yes yeah Indeed, indeed. But they couldn't understand each other. Yeah. Because he was speaking Spanish, the ref was yeah. speaking German, and there was an English uh, man refereeing the West German game against Uruguay, and both teams somehow ended up in the final in England. Conspiracy? Perhaps. <laughs> Let's go back to 1986. Let's go to the Aztec. It's the 2nd of June. It'll forever be known for Diego's two goals. This is the highlight. This is, I think, yeah. culturally speaking, the highlight of many as a World Cup. Yeah, I mean, everybody goes on about that next goal, which was the greatest goal ever scored at the World Cup, and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But would he have been in position to even think of scoring that if he hadn't cheated beforehand and therefore was in a very comfortable position to try the things he did? That's well. That's a thesis waiting to happen, Dave. Right. In the meantime, there's a brilliant, there's a brilliant quote from the guy who originally had the ball, who gave it to Maradona. He's fantastic. He said, uh, "Yeah, you know, it was the pass. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic because he beat half the England team, as yeah. we know, including Jim just gave him the ball in his own half. <laughs> and Maradona turned, spun, beat what five, six ah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, it's just fantastic. So, what I want to do here is a little, uh, little uh, entertaining experiment at home. We're going to start off with the English commentary, then we're going to hear from Argentina, and then we're going to hear from our own Jimmy McGee, which I think. Oh, really? So this, this is all the same thing. This is the same is goal it, in, in three different. Sorry, which goal? The, the, the great goal. The, the well, foot okay. goal. The well, foot obviously, goal. The Ireland heart, the is different class. Obviously, it, it, is it? well, you've yeah. spoiled that. Oh, but everybody knows that. I know, but it's it like is. saying a nation holds its breath, and you can, come on. Well, we get to okay. that in a minute. All right. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's do England first. <laughs> okay. El Diego, England. Please. Okay. No, that's the same very English. Okay. Okay. We're professionals here, folks. As Borchaga to his left and Valdano to his left, he doesn't, he won't need any of them. Oh, you have to say that's magnificent. There is no debate about that goal. That was just pure football genius. And the crowd in the Azteca Stadium stand to him. Inside one, away from another. And the coolness under pressure to play the ball home with the side of his foot. 
Okay, but the side of his foot. That's okay. Barry Davies. Now and here it is. In Argentina. This is if you were in Argentina okay. at the time. I remember this, this made it three one. Did it? Uh, made it two two nil. Two nil. Made it two nil at the yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. This is stunning. This goes on for ages, but okay. just enjoy it. Okay. For El Football and for El Diego. I love it. Okay, here's the Ireland this, one. This is simplicity same, itself. Same goal, this is right? the exact Here contrast. Right. Two words said twice. Enrique to Maradona. Different class. Ah, that's good. It's brilliant, that's isn't it? That's very good. It's so good. Economy like, was good. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. So, you Come know, on, Jimmy. Jimmy so McGee it is, yeah. From, course, from yeah. the exuberance of Argentina to you have to say so, that's magnificent yeah. to the simplicity Great pass of by different Enrique. class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so they wouldn't have won it otherwise. Now, this is up to you now. We can play this if you know, if you if you think this is too much an overkill, Dave, and you've heard it too often, we can we can skip this penalty shootout in 1990. Oh, but what well. I love about this, again, this is enshrined in popular culture as yeah. well. I mean, it's the, it's the van, isn't it? It's the van. It's the centrepiece of the yeah. van, the emotional yeah. kind of yeah. crux of it. Yeah. And uh, Brendan O'Carroll pouring the beer over himself and people loving being Irish and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. we were, you know, a, a nation together. Um, but what's interesting is, you, you, you know that great line and you'll hear it here. What's brilliant is the timing of it. Because when we get to it, I, I've, I've the, the, the Romanian penalty miss, which is good for context, then obviously David O'Leary's penalty. And nobody knew David O'Leary was going to take that penalty including yeah. Jack Charlton standing on the <laughs> sideline who had turned to a supporter and said give us a tab obviously you know, being Jordy for every cigarettes. single detail about but this but isn't it amazing I mean, it's, it's, who's the supporter he turned to but look, look at this <laughs> this is it that's a very good question um, but when you hear it, and I just want to build up this you can play it then um, it, it's it's uh, the gap you hear you hear the whistle go George says the nation holds its, the, the nation holds its breath and then the next thing you hear is the kick and then you know the, yeah. the, 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 the yell ah, it's yeah. the timing of it no, is superb it, yeah. and look George Hamilton you know will forever be associated with memories Obviously, like this and it's an amazing amazing gift and I think, remember for him it was not only the first time that Ireland ever got into the World mm. Cup which it was and it had been so exciting for the three matches that you get at the beginning mm. but this meant quarterfinals 100% yeah. and we didn't know who we were playing as you'll hear at the end which again you forget you forget oh, that you right, didn't know yeah, who was going to be in the quarterfinals okay here goes the nation holds its bleeding breath <laughs> and this is Romania's last kick coming up the match began Two hours and 42 minutes ago. There were no goals scored in 120 minutes of play. And now it's to the last series of kicks in the penalty shootout competition. Silvio Lung has been beaten four times. 
Pat Bonner has been beaten four times. And it's now Romania's second substitute, Daniel Timofte, Dynamo Bucharest, midfield player, to step forward. But the sequence now is that if he should miss this, and Ireland's last penalty taker should score, then the match of the progress are Ireland. Timofte against Bonner. And who is stepping forward to assume the task? David O'Leary of Arsenal. In his 52nd international appearance, David O'Leary is entrusted with the responsibility of taking the penalty that could send Ireland into the quarter-finals of the World Cup. This kick can decide it all. The nation holds its breath. Yes, we're there! to the quarterfinals of the World Cup and a meeting with Italy or Uruguay in Rome on Saturday night. Wow. Lost yeah, the time. I, I didn't know it could have yeah, been Uruguay. I, I, for, I forgot yeah. that it could have been either one, yeah. yeah. I was at the Italian match then. You know, Scalacci scored the only goal. That's well, right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bit of a mad night, that one, I'll tell you. Anyway, um, let's you keep going. You carry high the rest of the front. No, I didn't bench, see him. I, didn't see, I wouldn't be going near that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I imagine they were all there. Let, let's skip forward four years. We'll stay with um, the Bell George Hamilton. This is That was June the 25th, 1990. This is June the 24th, 1994. We're in uh, the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida for Mexico against the Republic of Ireland and, and a certain gentleman an official for FIFA stops John Aldridge cover your children's ears for this one stops John Aldridge I've bleeped it uh, coming on the pitch do you remember? About the water? No no Tommy oh. Coyne Tommy Coyne no, the water was for oh, Steve Staunton yeah, and his very yeah, very yeah, red yeah, cheeks yeah. Um, but John Aldridge wasn't let on because apparently um, Morris Setters or whoever with Jack Charlton had filled out the piece of paper Charlton had signed it this is so old fashioned to say John Aldridge was coming on for Tommy Coyne Tommy Coyne had come off the field he'd handed it to the fourth official in the meantime or tried to hand it to the fourth official this fella from FIFA in a yellow hat this is very important detail <laughs> as George will point out here took it out of his hands and the substitution couldn't take place and John Aldridge lost it big time Well, what's going on here? That John Aldridge wants to go on, and the officials won't let him on. You know as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack Charlton is quite right to be indignant about that. And the gentleman in the yellow hat really exists nowhere in the firmament of international football and has no right to interfere in such an officious way. <laughs> the gentleman in the, yellow, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> in the firmament of international football. <laughs> Only George. Uh, Lyric FM's George Hamilton. OK, keep going. Go on. Uh, let's go. This is the, the shortest clip you'll be glad to hear. This is 1998. Stade Geoffrey G... Oh, I can't even say that. San Etienne. Um, this is uh, England against Argentina. It goes to penalties, of course. The match Beckham got sent off and uh, I think Paul Ince missed one and then uh, David Batty of Leeds United 
stepped up. Kevin Kig is the in match, the commentary the booth. Ma- hold on, you think the match that Beckham got? Uh, he did, yeah. It? You know, he was interviewed afterwards. Yeah, I remember he yes. put his foot up and kicked him in the bum the, slightly and didn't right. do anything and wrong. El- Should never have been sent off. But anyway, and <laughs> later on he was asked, like, you know, you know, you have a bit of a temper there, kind of thing. Like, you know, I, I, would you say that you're a volatile player? He said, Oh yeah, I could play in defence, I could play in <laughs> midfield, I could play in attack. <laughs> anyway, that's all. Oh, that's the true story. Anyway, um, David yeah, will be here so all week, Fox. What are you saying, Bergkamp? What? No, no, not Bergkamp. Sorry, who did you mention? David oh, David Batty. Batty, sorry. Okay. Kevin Keegan's co-commentating with, I forget his name from ITV, he turns to him for a bit of uh, advice and a prediction and it all goes wrong as you'll see here. Now, you know him better than anybody. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh he has it. No. Argentina. <laughs> Excellent. I so, love it. Yes. No. Uh, England go out on penalties. Okay, give now, us something else. Uh, that is Argentina going on. They go on to the 30th of June where they meet the Netherlands. This uh, kick you might remember very well. This or this kick, this goal from, um, sorry, it's the 4th of July. This is from Dennis Bergkamp. Against who? Against uh, Argentina. Oh my God, wait a minute. In the final of the I will never forget World this. Cup. There was about five minutes to go and it was going to oh, be so a draw. Yeah, uh, even that, yeah. yeah. And was, he just, he was over this side, like over to the right hand side of the corner flag and he just did so and suddenly the ball and Argentina were it was looking the at 90th other. minute yeah, yeah and Argentina just started looking at each other going oh, hold on a second we're out yeah. What's like, what the oh, hell it just was, happened? It was, uh, it was brilliant. To all intents and purposes, last kick of the game. Frank yeah. de Boer launches and a whole kick. It was kick the, the surprise side. on the face of Argentina. They couldn't understand what no, was going it, on. It was uh, amazing. They lost, basically, and they had to go home. Nederland gaat in the halve finale. I have opeens zo'n gevoel that we in the halve finale gaan komen. This is in Dutch. With the ball sit for Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer spelt the ball. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp let the ball aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Frank de Boer speelt de bal naar Dennis Bergkamp. Die neemt de bal feilloos aan. En ik schiet de bal erin. We spelen nog officieel 20 seconden. Dennis Bergkamp. 2-1. Maybe I should have listened to things before. So I've also got one in English. No, it's not, it's, not, it's not worth it after that. Oh, really? No, no, no. The Dutch one's brilliant. No, let's keep going. That's, that's pretty good, all right. That's yeah. fantastic. I'll never that, forget that. Again, goal, right, yeah. one of the great goals. Just the way yeah. he took the ball down and then yeah. never mind yeah, finishing it. Over it, to the right hand side, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um, mm. So that was 1998. We will skip merrily along. Um, do we have time for. Yeah, keep going. Okay, yeah, well, we do Graham Paul then, because yeah. uh, our poll even. Yeah. This is this is, uh, this is is kind of treated with a little sound effects. You'll hear a ding every time he gives a card. Um, he famously gave Josip Simonic of Croatia not one, not two, but how many? That's right, three yellow cards. Sorry, in the same match against <laughs> three Australia. Yellow cards. In, in the game finished two all. It was a group stage match. I remember watching it, and uh, yeah, I think just nobody could keep keep up with. Well, wait a minute, what uh, happened after the second yellow card? Well, he kind of the referee forgot that he gave it to him, and then he gave him a third one a few minutes later, and so he had to send him off. Then <laughs> he only sent him off because of the third one. <laughs> yeah, he only Brilliant. remembered after the third one. <laughs> you man said, "Sure, I'm in for a penny and for a pound." Unless he tells you to go, defender. you're not going to bring it to his attention. Like, <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. So okay, it can the highest level. Yeah. Graham Paul is. Yeah, the, I mean the, the most famous perfect. 2006 thing is obviously Zinedine head Zidane's head header. Yeah. <laughs> oh, head. <laughs> head. And <laughs> Marco Matarazzi. Miduka. This time, there's a yellow card for Josip Simonic. Number one. Tangle results in Kennedy crashing down in the centre circle, and Simonic. Picks up his second yellow card. That's been brandished already. And Simonich has walked away. <laughs> the Reds confirm. I don't think Graham Paul has got the red out of his pocket yet. Well, there's confusion for you. All eyes on Graham Paul. Simonich, I'm certain, was yellow carded earlier on. He was. And Graham Paul has forgotten about it. Yes, he has. <laughs> In goes Viduka. Goals ruled out. 
high drama in Stuttgart. Graham Paul at the centre of it. It's been ruled as a second yellow card for Josip Simic. He should have been off a few minutes ago. It's actually his third. <laughs> nightmare for Graham Paul. OK, nightmare for Graham Paul indeed, as he, in the referee 2006 World Cup. He yeah. didn't get the World Cup final with right. uh, Matarazzi and Zidane. Right. Oh, 2016, let's go to 2016. This is France 300 euros nil. That's how it finished up. This is the second French goal. You might remember this at the time. I think we even spoke about it on this very programme. The headline in the mirror was BBC's Jonathan Pierce utterly baffled uh, by goal line technology. Basically what happens is Zidane hits the ball, it goes off the post, hits the post, comes back in. The ball doesn't cross the line. The, goal line the same t- as 19. 19- 66 that didn't cross the line yeah, but this is coming back across <laughs> rather than the down onto the, right, the, yeah. the line so it's coming from the right hits the post doesn't cross the line goal line technology as you'll hear the problem is they showed it in the stadium says no goal the ball then travels across the goalkeeper puts his hand in it shoves it across the line and then obviously knocks it out like all good goalkeepers do going, nothing to see here only goal line technology first time in the World Cup in 2016 goes hang on a second it did cross the line there so Jonathan Pierce gets all confused here on the BBC going oh but it's not a goal there but it is a goal there they've changed their minds and Martin Keown ever patient sitting next to him going uh, very gently like you tell your gran about how a penalty shootout works which I did once um, goes no there's two different movements as you'll hear in this clip it's very okay. funny USA and he comes across looking for Benzema and Simo stayed out and the goal line technology is ruled it Benzema off the post back along the goal line and it's gone in the assistant referee immediately went back up the uh, bar touch line the referee got a signal and Rose and France lead by two goals and it was a thumping finish. Well, but it's whipped across the, the box there. Such pace on it. Benzema gets the foot to it, hits the post, comes back to the keeper. And we're waiting now for the technology here just to see. It doesn't look like it from that angle. Well, look at the Bulls and look at the Algerian players. And look at this again. We've seen so many spurious goal line technology replays. Signals no goal. No goal has gone up on the screen. The fans have heard it. The Honduras players. But it's a goal there. Oh, goodness me. They change their minds now. <laughs> does goal line technology work or doesn't it? Well, which replay are we supposed to believe? The referee, if in doubt, he cannot give it. If in doubt. Yes, but it says that the ball was over the line the second the second instance on the camera. So the first one wasn't, the second one was, and it was I mean, which replay is supposed to believe? Uh, the one that had the ball over the line. He's so patient, Martin Keown. Yeah. I never, I never have given him that. Okay, credit. Give us something else. Uh, let's do Brian Carr. Will we do Brian Carr? Oh, is that the same yeah. World Cup yeah. 2016? I think or 2014. Sorry, yeah. did I say 2014? I, I meant 2014. You can't beat um, Brian. You can't beat the Brian. Man. He brings it all back home, and I think this, this, this is Russia. It's Russia against uh, South Korea, and they're talking about those Russian, those great soccer teams from when you were growing up, and the team names and how you pronounce them. He's with John Kenny, but Brian just makes it his own. Kokorin, Alexander Kokorin, as Brian mentioned, one of eight players based in the Moscow region. He plays for Dynamo Moscow, or Dynamo Moscow, has been called over the years. But we always knew it in Dublin as Dynamo Moscow, I suppose. Yeah, there was a few Dynamos around. There was even uh, Drimla Dynamos at one stage, but they didn't start in Russia. I think Tralee Dynamos were the first team in Ireland to stick the Dynamo on to the end of it. <laughs> 
is stuck on dynamite. Just very, very briefly. Come on, Brian. Oh, um, that's brilliant. Well, we we just got. We, we are we done? We're done. Yeah. When we go back to Santiago. I want you to hear oh, the right, full okay, battle yeah. of Santiago. If that's okay, okay. The full is that, battle, yeah, yeah, the full battle of Santiago. Right here goes. Delgado. And there's trouble already. There's a fight going on in the middle there. There's two Chileans down on the field. And what a scene after just five minutes play. Well, this is absolutely ridiculous. Marini took an open kick at the, a player who was nowhere near the ball. And he's off the field. He's being set right off. And the police are being called on, or the army, the police in fact. Oh, there's one of the sorriest and most stupid incredible spectacles I've ever seen anywhere in the world. And there we go again. That was one of the neatest left hooks I've ever seen. Well, David is absolutely out cold. Oh, that was one of the worst tackles I think I've ever seen. Sanchez bought it right in the face. That was David and he's off the field. Well, Italy down to nine men. Well, that was one of the most cold-blooded and lethal tackles I think I've ever seen. Sanchez, remember, was the man who took a swing at David a few minutes ago. Well, David's got ample revenge in the worst possible way. Chile just stroking the ball about. No attempt made to play the ball at all. That was Salvadore. Oh, we're getting a rugby match and a fight. Everything going in there. And in fact, I think the game is over. Ken Aston on his way to the dressing room. I don't think there's ever been a football match played like this in Chile or indeed anywhere else in the world. Okay, listen, got to go. That's the Battle of Santiago, 1962, 60 years ago. My God, Italy being worse than who were they playing again? Chile, Chile, yeah. Okay, yes. so listen. Finally, just very last thing, just before I go on to something else, which is uh, we mentioned yesterday Joe Lysett saying oh, yes. that he would burn the money, mm-hmm. uh, the ten grand, and all like if, Beckham, if David yeah. Beckham didn't give the money mm-hmm. back or whatever it is. So this is what happened this morning. You ready for this? Go for it, uh, Joe Lysett. Shredding the money. Wow, there it goes. He did it. Ten grand. Ten grand. One for every million, wasn't it? Was uh, yeah, it? yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Or a grand for every million or yeah. something. Yeah, All Dave right, Owen, thanks. Good man yourself. Uh, Brooks Gullion coming up next, talking about our Enjoy favourite the World album. Cup. Dave Fanning on 2FM.